0: Take a good look at my servant. I love him dearly, for he is my chosen one. I have taken hold of him in my strength. I have clothed him with my spirit. He will cause justice to spring up for the nations. He will be gentle and not quarrel with others in public. He will not exalt his own voice. He would never crush a broken heart, nor disregard the weak and the vulnerable. He will make sure justice comes to those who are wronged. His inner being will not become faint or discouraged, nor will his light grow dim before he establishes justice on the earth. Even the distant lands beyond the seas will hunger for his instruction. Here are the words of the true God, Yahweh, the one who created the starry heavens and stretched them out he is the one who formed the earth and filled it with life he gives breath to every person and spirit to everyone everywhere i yahweh have commissioned you in righteousness to succeed i will take your hand in love and watch over you i will give you as a covenant for the people A walking light to the nations, your mission is to open blind eyes, to set prisoners free from dark dwellings, and to open prison doors to those who are held by darkness. I am Yahweh, that is my name. I will not give my glory to another god, nor my renown to idols. Don't you see that what I have prophesied has come to pass? And now I am foretelling the future. I declare it to you before it sprouts up." This chapter of Isaiah is actually talking about Jesus. It's foretelling the coming of a messiah, the coming of a man who would also be God, who would be living sinlessly, so he would be living as God would in the world, on earth, as a man. And there's a few chapters in Isaiah that describe him, I guess. This one, though, I identified with so much. And I think I'm allowed to. I think that even though it's talking about Jesus, literal God, uh, like, it just reveals... God's heart. God's heart for his 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 person, his servant. And now even Jesus has called all of us his servants and in fact called all of us his his brothers and sisters and um so family more than a servant even. And I would I'm just It's interesting because this chapter grabbed my heart in such a weird way a couple of days ago I was reading through it and feeling so uplifted like God sees me he loves me he's chosen me he's clothed me in his strength and in his spirit um, and he sees these things in me until there was this one part in verse 2 describing the servant and it says he will not exalt his own voice and I just felt... I had a thought of... Of... My failing there. And I had a thought of doubt. Um, in that I doubted... That that described me. Um, and I... I wonder now if it was one of those little attacks of the devil like a twisting of what's real Um, but it also kind of is awareness I don't know because I have a dream and I've had a passion and I've had in my heart this idea that in the future someday, somewhere I'm gonna be able to get up on a stage and speak to people, speak to churches about the heart of God Um, speak to churches and share my testimony and help bring life into where religion has caused the relationship with God to grow stale and that's something that since I was A teenager, I remember wanting, and it's been various levels of suppressed throughout my life, but in this past week, like this past weekend, this couple came to my church and spoke, and they are planting a church, and they shared that they have been in church ministry for 14 years. And it's really interesting because that's, like, so weirdly biblical. <laughs> like, it matches up with biblical stories in that, like, they spent seven years serving just, I guess, kind of regular Joe serving, just being there in day in and day out. No, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I, seven years just in service and seven years as neighborhood pastors, which in our church is a couple that... Is responsible for sort of the management and um, smooth running of a, um, a location so our church has multiple locations in a city and we have a head pastor but then each location has a, a set of pastors assigned to them there are a couple and um, so they are the neighborhood pastors um, and usually the head pastors preaching. He does the majority of the preaching but the neighborhood pastors and some other people in our church are also speakers so they supplement. Anyways so this couple did 14 years of of like sort of a regular Joe Christian serving well 7 and 7. 14 years of serving and then god called them to a new place and to a position of pastorship and leadership and there's a there's a part of me that heard that and was just like okay like it's still possible <laughs> and like i still have, I, i'm i'm still within that time frame and there's a part of me that's not that we, I want to use that as a pattern but it's so it's good to know how other people experience it and <laughs> uh, how other people got to the place that I want to be and yet I've also been struggling with the idea that and the temptation um or not struggling with I, just, I, I also was reading The Hiding Place a few weeks ago and the thing that totally just jumped out at me, just like yelled at me almost, was Cory Ten Boom was in a concentration camp in Germany, and she and her sister were doing ministry there even though they were prisoners, because they were in a barracks with fleas, and none of the guards wanted to go in there, so they were actually free to do Bible studies and worship sessions and prayer times, and like, they did it every single night and Cory was starting to lose sort of the the power of her ministry. She was starting to lose the life of it and the joy of it. And it was like... And God revealed to her, she recognized that the reason that joy and that life and that power was being lost was because she was taking actions to protect herself and her sister more than the people around them. Or to like. They had some vitamins. So like not not sharing the vitamins with the other people. But sharing the vitamins only with them. Like her and her sister. Or because they were the ministers in this situation. Like they were doing God's work. Um, and ultimately seeing herself as the reason that God was able to reach these people um that she was the key point that she was the thing that made it happen made it possible which in one light it's true like that she's the person that God's using she's she's the 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 vessel through which I'm not the vessel that the you know through which the, the heart of God is getting to these women But on the other side, it's not her doing the work of God, like, of getting into the hearts of women. It's God doing that work. It's God that's making that, like, spiritually valuable transaction happen. And so, she was challenged on that in her spirit and she had to just confess in front of to the women that she was leading that that's what she had been thinking that selfishness had been gotten hold of her heart and she had been resenting other people and taking these actions and um, that confession is, is when God like (laughs) <laughs> re-fulfilled her joy and re-fulfilled her peace, and um, she stepped back into the freedom of this this ministry, and and um, instead of being under the weight of it, and all of that kind of ties up with my struggle right now of my service, like what I'm doing. Um, and one of the reasons that I think that, like, the, the pastors who said that they were seven years and seven years, and, um, it was so long, and I'm just, I'm just, like, that it was, like, it grew from one thing to another. Like, right now, the way that I'm serving my church is constant. And growing. Like, not growing. I I feel like I'm under the weight of it. I am the lead of a team that doesn't have enough people to give me a break. Um, and I it's been that way for a long time. And I have felt the weight of that. Not weight as in like a value and a great call and like a uh, uh, the weight of responsibility that is noble and great and right. Like, no, like, the crushing weight, like, the... That's... Yeah, the the crushing weight. There's no more. I don't have a better descriptor there's nothing I would add to that. to the point that my soul feels weak and what I mean by my soul feels weak is that I I feel so little control over my emotions and Resentment springs up easily. <laughs> and frustration at my my leaders um, is regular. <laughs> and anytime that something changes or I'm asked to do more, I am frustrated by that more than frustrated, I resent being asked to do more and or I resent being asked to change how I'm doing it because I feel like what I'm doing is already enough and more than enough and And so to, like, walk this back to where I started. Here I am. Like, where I am now is crushed and resentful and frustrated and weak and not feeling spiritually strong. And yet... And those feelings intensify when I'm asked to do more. <laughs> and yet I have this dream of doing more. And I have this scripture of God just pouring love into a servant and the one descriptor of he will not exalt his own voice brings to light that question of am I allowing this dream which is a good dream which I think is a God dream of of ministering and speaking and and sharing and uh, all of that How am I allowing myself to be the center of it? Have I put myself in the center of it? In that, obviously, I am the key. Like Corey ten Boom, it is me that needs to be protected. It is me that needs to be positioned. Or, like this description of Jesus, He will not exalt his own voice. And I would, I'm going to tell you, a a couple of days ago I read that and I just felt that sort of guilt and a little bit of condemnation, just knowing this, that I am wrong. Um, And I journaled about that and my wrongness and how I wanted God to come and take care of that. But I, I was spiritually not cleansed by that knowingness and, and by that journal time. And I think that the reason I wasn't cleansed is because the next two moments. Um, because right after that, verse 3 says, He would never crush a broken heart nor disregard the weak and vulnerable. Because, not because, but yesterday or the day before, whenever I did that journaling, I was crushing my heart. I was crushing my dream. And that's something he would never do. in fact he puts intent and care and passion into the people who are weak and vulnerable i.e me in these moments he provides a way and that's where later on in the chapter it says I will walk the blind by an unknown way. I will guide them on paths they've never traveled, smooth their difficult roads, make their dark mysteries bright with light. These are the things I will do for them, for I will never abandon my beloved ones. And... And what's really interesting is now that's connecting in my mind to the idea of being beloved, being loved, and the idea of centering. Because at the beginning of this year, I just had this idea that God wanted to teach me about being in love. And not just romantically in love, but being in the center of love as if I was in the middle of this this gravity well like where everything was drawn in and down towards me except that everything was love that God was loving me from every direction as if as if Yeah, I don't know, it was a planet I don't, you know but not just a planet like the center of the universe like everything was being drawn in towards me and like isn't that interesting that today I'm considering that that switch of position from being the center of a dream which puts so much pressure of the future on the present me now and like just compounding expectation and responsibility and need and growth um, versus being the center of love where There is no expectation, there is no need, and growth is a separate process, most likely a result, but completely separate from the love just being drawn into me. For a long time, I said nothing. I restrained myself and kept silent. Now I will groan, pant and gasp like a woman in labor. I will level their hills and mountains and dry up all their vegetation. I will turn rivers into islands and dry up their lakes. I will walk the blind by an unknown way and guide them on paths they've never traveled. I will smooth their difficult road and make their dark mysteries bright with light. These are things I will do for them, for I will never abandon my beloved ones.